Sang Tong Duong Dar, and you're listening to Fresh Off the Plate, where we discuss mouth-watering and trending foods and chat about our special guest's point of view with home cooking. Today, we are in a special location for our first podcast episode looking at various restaurants in Los Angeles. We are at a recently opened restaurant called Gogobop in Koreatown. We have one of the owners with us, and his name is Steve Q. Kim. He was raised in New York with parents who emigrated from South Korea in the mid-60s. He grew up helping his parents with their deli shop where he would make pizzas and sandwiches. He now resides in Los Angeles, at Los Angeles with his wife, Jessica. They opened the restaurant in Koreatown that blends Korean and Mexican dishes. Steve, welcome to my podcast show and thank you for being part of it. Um, before we dive deeper into your point of view with food and this restaurant, I want to start off by asking you a question. So what's one of your favorite home-cooked meals growing up? Uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, my favorite home-cooked meal um, was probably uh, corned beef. Corned beef. My mother cooked corn. She didn't cook that much, but when she did, um, none of it was really good. <laughs> do you want to describe? Except for the corned beef. Do you want to describe what the corned beef? What corned beef was, is? Uh, I mean, she uh, would she would basically um, boil it and then uh, boil it with like potatoes, cabbage. And then, uh, and then she would slice it and then serve it. Um, and it was very simple, very easy. Uh, just boil it for like two and a half hours or something like that. And um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, her. So when she came over to the states, um, you know, her and my father came to New Jersey because my uncle, uh, I'm sorry, my aunt had married. Um, my uncle, who was a GI, and they had met during the Korean War. Oh wow! Okay. And that's how my parents were able to come because Koreans didn't really start coming into the states till like yeah. the seventies. So they were kind of, you know, they came out in '65. So they were kind of early. So my um, my aunt had sponsored okay. uh, my parents, and um, so my uncle was Irish. Oh wow! Uh, not my uncle, but um, my aunt's husband. Mm-hmm. He was he was Irish, and that's how he. Um, he taught my mother how to make corned beef, so it's it's, just, oh, it's, it's hilarious. Unique. I actually yeah. recently found that out. Okay, so has she uh, taught you? Do you pass no, that on? No, You're no, like, no. I'm good, I'm good. No. I mean, she she kind of passed it on to my wife, um, okay. uh, my wife Jessie, by the way. Awesome. Um, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, she uh, that was that's that's her specialty. Corned beef. Corned beef, yeah. So do you ever get to try that corned beef again or do you Yeah, yeah, she still cooks it and she's yeah. kinda of passed it on to my wife and you know. Um but uh but yeah, I mean it's it's um it's one of those things that uh you know, it, it's just it's so random. Yeah. <laughs> Does she uh, add like a Korean flair to it or is it like very no, much well, she'll add kimchi. Okay, you know, as okay, a side yeah, dish, okay. of course, there's always kimchi on on the table. Of course, um, and God bless her because she she made two dinners every night. One was Korean for my parents, uh, and one was mainly American because we didn't really. I, I personally didn't really enjoy Korean food uh, growing up. Okay, and and I just realized that it wasn't the Korean food; it was just my mother's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, she would make two dinners like every wow. night: spaghetti pasta for me and my sister, and okay. uh, and then and then my father would come home late, uh, and they would have you know she would make another dinner, Korean dinner. We had two refrigerators, like most Korean families growing yeah. up in the a state. kimchi fridge, exactly and a, in the ah, fridge beautiful. where all the kimchi was, and all my <laughs> friends came over and 
you know, they, they would open up that fridge and they, you know, it's like, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. No, what is that? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and then we had our American refrigerator, you know, where we had like, you know, the orange juice, the milk, and, you know, everything but kimchi. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Beef. Okay. So I think one of my favorite foods, uh, home cooked meals growing up was, my, so my mom was the main cook at home. And every once in a while, my dad did cook. When he cooked, it was amazing. I was uh-huh. like, why doesn't dad cook more often? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of his uh, dishes, I don't know what it's called, but it was uh, this tomato base with like, scrambled eggs and water and fish sauce. It was very simple, but the way he cooked it and flavored it was amazing. You'd, I would say it's considered a gang, so with like a stew, um, and you'd eat it with sticky rice, and I would, I would maybe see my dad cook it like once a month. And it was an amazing dish that I always remember because that was the, my dad's signature dish, this mm-hmm. scrambled egg and tomato stew. Um, I don't know if you have you had anything, is there a similar like... You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because my father was, you know, I'd say, I'd say pound for pound, my father was the better cook. But he wouldn't cook that much. Okay. And when he did, he, he cooked the best ramen, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ichiban. Um, and the eggs, he cooked really good eggs okay. and, and steaks. He would always cook the steaks. Um, but you know, that was, that was a rare occasion when he yeah. got home early enough to cook. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, there's, there's, uh, I can, can identify with that. Yeah, the <laughs> roles of mom and dad and how they, they showed it to their children, sure. right? Okay, um, so what I want to go into now is the food that we have in front of me. Um, so I asked you to uh, give me one of your dishes that kind of represents the restaurant and what it is. So I'm going to place it right in front of me. And if you could describe what uh, is in this bowl. Right sure. Now. Yeah. Um, well, so this is part of our build your own section, which is a really popular category, I guess you would call it. Uh, a lot of people come in here and we're located in in high foot traffic, high, you know, lots of, lots of businesses, uh, schools. Um, so everyone's getting lunch at the same time. So there's a lunch rush and a lot of people just come in, it's quick, choose a rice, which is a base, or you can choose it with a salad. Um, the bowl that you have in front of you is with just white rice. Um, I put a little sesame oil on top and, and then we put the pork belly there. Um, that's one of our most popular proteins. And then um, once you get past the proteins, you can choose uh, toppings. You get to choose five toppings out of 12 that we have out um, at the bar. And um, I believe we have, we have some pickled cabbage in there, cucumbers, carrots, um, the miso peppers, which are really popular. Um, they got some heat to it, but they're just crunchy. They're great. Um, cherry radish and green onions on top. So you said 12 toppings, or total, you can pick You have a total 12. of uh, 12 toppings, and you wow. can pick five out of 12, and then there's, you know, we, we charge extra for yeah. extra additional toppings. Got it, got it. So with this dish, would you say, I'm thinking like bibimbap kind of, is this kind of sure. inspired by yes, it? Yes, absolutely. The spirit of bibimbap is in these bowls. Bibimbap actually yeah. in Korean means mixed uh, rice. Okay. Um, so, you know, at the highest level, it is bibimbap, but yeah. it's it's not a traditional bibimbap in the sense of the gochujang paste, the you know the mushrooms and, and all the other kind of raw and pickled ingredients in there. Uh-huh. We've kind of taken uh, you know the bibimbap influence there and kind of um, 
you know, explored with the ingredients um, to kind of, I, I don't want to say contemporize it, but just kind of, we've just kind of altered it. Um, obviously, we've used it. We also have some of the um, kind of traditional Mexican ingredients in there as well, like pico de gallo. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, there's there's definitely a bibimbap influence in there. Okay, so when someone comes in and orders one of these dishes, how do they, let's say they've never seen anything like this, how do you tell them to eat it? Like, given this bowl, like, how <laughs> a do you... A lot of people come in here and yeah. usually, you know, we, we kind of, you can kind of sense if they're, uh, um, you know, a person that's coming in for the first time because they're kind of walking in with a deer in headlights and, yeah. and you know, we're, we've been operating for four months and I've been procrastinating on kind of the system, at least mm. the way we convey the menu. Um, it is very confusing and I apologize for that, <laughs> but we, we try to simplify it. There's definitely a dialogue that needs to happen between the staff and the customer for, sure. for first time uh, visitors. And, and um, I actually, you know, I, I, I like that because it kind of brings a community together and, I, and you know, we're, we're I, that's one of our values is really just kind of getting to know the community and, right. and growing with the community. Um, I really see this restaurant as their restaurant. Nice. Um, the customers that are coming in probably know the food better than we do at this mm -hmm. point. We have a lot of regular customers that come in and they have a certain way, like they like their bowls and the burritos, wow. um, some of the kitchen orders as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of people come in and um, for the first time uh, we walk them through the system. Um, right now there's two ways to order. Uh, so there's the first way is anything from the, the build your own. So you can build your own burrito, bowl, or salad, and you just walk down the bar. Very similar to a Chipotle system. I think Chipotle was kind of pioneered that system. Yeah. And um, so we, you know, we borrowed the idea of that and just kind of changed out the ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, and the second way to order is a kitchen order. Okay. Um, so, you know, we have two different stations to, to do those orders. Um, so if you want to do a kitchen order, we send it in the kitchen, it takes about five, 10 minutes, and then we bring it out to you. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of- Awesome. Two that. different systems. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So what I'm seeing is a lot of color, a lot of vibrant colors. And so do you tell the people, okay, you usually just mix it or do you eat it however you, however know, you want to eat it? That's a good question. It? I've never actually uh, encouraged them to mix it. Yeah. I, we just assemble it and then um, uh, you know, some people kind of pick at it, they mix it. I've yeah. seen people, um, they put a lid on top okay. and, uh, and they it? shake it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I see them shake it. <laughs> okay. Um, so everyone kind of has, their own, way. has yeah. their own way. And I think that's that's kind of, you know, I don't think there is any, I don't want to encourage any way to do it. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I personally kind of pick at it. Um, and then when I get to the, the rice, um, I usually eat my bowls of white rice. Yeah. Um, we have four different kinds of rice, but um, I usually just use the white rice, and I put sesame oil on it. And when I get to that rice, um, you know, it just it's just it's just kind of a nice little touch to it. Right on. Um, okay, but, yeah. so I'm gonna dig in to see what kind of flavors. I think I'm gonna try the picking at it style. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Hmm. This is the pork belly, right? That was the pork belly, yeah. Pork belly is very um, flavorful. I think that's the beauty of this too, the, with the rice on the bottom to kind of balance the, the pork with the rice. Sure. Um, and then, the, let's see. The pork belly is slow roasted. Mm. Um, 
It's sweet. What do you um, what do you all um, like? Is it sugar? Is it oysters? Uh, there's some sugar in there. Um, it's a soy based sauce, but we basically we roast it in chicken broth, uh, green onions, regular onions, and some fennel, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then uh, some garlic. Roast it. Put it in the oven about two and a half, three hours. Slow roast it. Bring it out, and then um, and then we grill it. Mm-hmm. Um, we grill it. And we put a little of the soy based sauce, them, yeah. and then um, and then we slice it up and we put it on the bowls. It's beautiful. And so for the the twelve toppings, how did you choose decide on the twelve? <laughs> like, where did all these twelve come from? That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, the, the, the toppings were kind of like you know we 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 wanted to kind of keep it have a balance between the Mexican and, mm-hmm. and the Korean side of things. Um, there's nothing new there with the Korean-Mexican fusion yeah. concept. Um, people like Roy Choi really kind of pushed the, um, the, just just the, the idea. Um, so, you know, we, we wanted to come out with kind of a, a, a wide palette of ingredients because when we had discovered this location, we observed it for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know it's we're, we're right on Wilshire in Normandy, and there's all walks of life, all kind of you know unique people, et- ethnic <laughs> backgrounds, everyone. You're, I mean, it's really like New York City. You just you just have um, we're in Koreatown, but I mean, there's there's just uh, you know like I said, just all walks of life. So we wanted to come out with a wide variety of toppings because we just didn't know yet what was going to hit. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to have those toppings be somewhat cohesive. And, it makes sense. Some of it is just kind of, you know, just just we we're just kind of shooting from the hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorites was the the pepper. Yeah, yeah the, the miso pepper. peppers. Yeah, yeah, really yeah that is definitely one of the favorites. Um, everyone really likes. A lot of people like the cucumbers too. Um, but yeah, I mean that's um, you know we kind of explored with uh, different kinds of ingredients and we just we just kind of landed on this and then and then twelve we were actually gonna the original idea was that we were gonna kind of all right, start scaling it down. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we realized that each of the toppings have their own uh, demand and popularity yeah. to it. So we just, we just kept it and it worked. So when someone orders a bowl, or I saw it, it can also come in a burrito form. That's right. And a salad form. Um, what, what are what are they getting? Is this what I'm seeing? Also, they, they get to choose from. Or? Yeah. So when after they get through the bar, let's say yeah. you get a bowl. Um, uh, we have we have like the traditional uh, green and red salsas, um, and then probably what a lot of people we've gotten a lot of compliments on just the complimentary soup that we offer at the at the um, uh, you know the sauce bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people get get that with the bowls or the burritos. Yeah. Um, you know the weather's starting to cool down, so people just come in. That's it's just something that's just kind of an added bonus. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just udon broth soup. We have uh, you know some green onions out there for you and some chili powder that you can add to it. I think it's definitely a great deal. It's very filling for lunch or for dinner. Um, yeah, a lot of people come in. They well, the bowls. They look at the bowls. They're like, that's that's too big. You have a smaller bowl. Yeah. And they're like, no, sorry, we only have one size bowl. The bowls are kind of big, and. Um, you know, people will get through it, and and yeah. the bowl's empty. <laughs> nice. People good. look at it, and, and you know, um, it's not for everyone. You know, um, but uh, but generally, most people have been giving us some good feedback. That's great. 
And I know the, the sauce you had was gochujang and mayo sauce? It's a gochujang mayo. It's uh, Gochujang is a very famous pepper paste. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just, it goes on the bibimbap. It's kind of, yeah. that's kind of part of the deal with bibimbap. Totally. Um, so we, we wanted to take that and kind of, um, you know, kind of put our own kind of touch to it. And we added a little bit of the, the mayo, the cream. That actually, that sauce um, came from an influence from a sushi restaurant that's kind of mm. right down the road that nice. my wife and I would always go to. And they have this spicy mayo that, you know, we talked to this. It's like a wasabi chef. mayo? It's, it's got, um, it, I don't know if it's got wasabi in it, but loaded with garlic, loaded with sesame oil. We, I mean, we sat there when we were first trying to come up with this sauce. Um, we literally took the sauce and mo- tried to model it. Yeah, yeah. And, and really just try to like A-B test it. You know, uh, like, all right, more, more sesame oil, more this, more yeah. garlic, more roe, whatever. Um, and we, we just couldn't do it. And then we kind of, we kind of, it just, you know, it manifested into this gochujang mayo sauce. And That's we great. just kind of went in our own little path. And, um, you know, the, the, the whole thing about setting up gogobop was that we had realized that sauce is really important. It is, it is like, um, it's just like something that's beyond us so um, we really spent a lot of time trying to figure out okay what kind of sauce can we, can we add that would make sense for everything that we have the burritos the salads and the bowls yeah I feel like sauce really is what makes a dish come together with all the different flavors you have yeah. then how do you bring those flavors together and I think the gochujang and mayo definitely do make, make it justice in it um, so like you mentioned about the Korean and also uh, what is it the Mexican um, inspiration behind this uh, where did that come from, or was what was that? It, you know, the gogo bop bop means rice in Korean. Okay. Um, like bibimbap. Yep. Kim bop. Um, kim is seaweed. Bop is rice. So it literally translates to uh, a seaweed rice bowl. Yeah. Um, so um, gogo bop originally started. We started catering, and we were just doing kim bop, kim bop, dakboki. So yeah. Um, it was you know we kind of decided that okay we're going to be a Korean rice bar and um, you know then we started doing some more research the location kind of um, it kind of actually gave way to the menu because we we were looking for all these locations and and, you know if you're opening a restaurant location is I mean there's a reason why I say three times and and so we, we had found this location we're like this is a great place it's a great opportunity to grow the brand um, but we just don't think Kimbap alone will, you know, make it. Mm, okay. you know, I just don't think we'll be able to pay rent, yeah. high rent, high foot traffic volume. You know, totally. it just, it just, it was a mismatch. And um, we, we kind of, we had to kind of go back to the menu and kind of rethink what would make sense for this location. Mm. And um, we actually operated uh, for about two weeks okay. as the previous restaurant. Uh, which was um, oh. which is just it was just like a uh, kind of like a deli and they okay. did they did burritos they did burgers um, uh, you know eggs and all like they just had uh, like over like I think about a hundred items on the menu yeah and um, oh. and yeah so they had sandwiches and all that and our takeaway was that a couple of, uh, a couple of items were really the popular sellers so yeah. we kept those and we kind of changed them altered them a little bit okay. but then but then after you know kind of just researching the location we were like we have to change the menu and we have to alter it and we went with this korean mexican fusion theme it just it just kind of 
unnaturally just just unfolded naturally it just seemed to make a lot of sense to do it that way uh, we knew the idea is not original Korean Mexican fusion is, is just been done it's just out there um, but you know we wanted to to offer that up and yeah. see and, and uh, so we soft opened with it and um, and it's been you know so far it's it's been working it's great, um, great. Um, so I'm curious about you, you talked about you told me a little bit that you grew up in New York mm-hmm. so how did um, you from New York to Los yeah. Angeles to a restaurant like what was that whole story or yeah yeah so um, I grew up in New York and then um, uh, you know I was working in my parents deli like just just kind of like I wouldn't even, even say working it was just more like kind of like stocking you know doing whatever I could and I, you know I was like I was like 12 uh, you know you started young yeah <laughs> and doing the cashier and stuff like that I don't even think it's illegal but yeah. <laughs> um, so um, you know New York I was in the city and then I moved to LA in 2005 and um, I, uh, I worked in entertainment I started working at this music publishing company, um, doing like uh, license deals to get music on TV, and uh, and then that kind of moved its way to uh, working at tech companies. And uh, I, I, you know, I I don't come from a food background. I don't come from um, a, a culinary um, you know experience. But um, uh, I've always loved uh, sandwiches. Pizza, uh, Italian food, really uh, okay. Chinese food, and then when I started coming to Korea, I started—I I mean, Koreatown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started eating more Korean food. I wasn't really eating much Korean food when I was in New York. New York, it was mainly you know pizza, sandwiches, salads, that kind of stuff. The delis out there, and then um, and then I, I moved to Koreatown. I started eating more Korean food, and then um, you know my wife, she's from Busan, Korea, mm. and she really introduced me to some more of kind of the the Korean seafoods, like um, there's this place that um, we love, it's called Jebedo, and it's the best place to get uh, a Korean version of seafood. Oh, nice. um, they have the live abalone and the live baby octopus, it's just, it's amazing. One of my favorite places to go in Koreatown. Um, but um, I actually uh, proposed to my wife there. <laughs> oh wow, that's significant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, um, it's, a, it's just great food and um, you know the employees have been working there forever you know it just, it just says something about the you know the ownership and management of the yeah. restaurant but um, but yeah I mean that's 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 how um, uh, you know that's that's the LA thing I just yeah. I, I came out on a whim a lot of my friends in New York were like ah oh, you don't want to move to LA and you know I moved to LA and I fell in love with it yeah. it's, it's a love or hate it's a, you know New York um same thing with New York. Do um, you love it or hate it? Um, you know, I'm not a New Yorker. No, you're not. So you're not going to go back. You're not gonna... I, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, I, what if there's a go-go bop over there, number two, that you, you know, can open if, up? If an opportunity calls, then, then absolutely. Um, but uh, LA's been good to me. I, I, I love it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of weather. The weather's great out here. And, yeah. and just, uh, I, I've gotten soft. I go out to New York and it's like 60 degrees. I'm like, it's freezing out here. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I'm from Wisconsin, so it's... It's colder in it's, Wisconsin. It's very cold. Yeah. Uh, my body's no longer used to those weathers over there. Sure. Um, I'm curious of... You, you talk a lot about... You, you grew up... You didn't really eat much Korean food. Is that correct? Yeah. But it was I, I available, just, but just, you just you weren't... It was available. Like I said, like yeah. we had a whole fridge filled with Korean food. My parents ate Korean food. 
Um, I just, I just was never, yeah. um, I, like, I would never come home and crave, crave, yeah. mom, hey, make me, you know, make me this, and, uh, or I, you know, the only thing really was like ramen, you know, yeah. the Ichiban ramen, the classic, but, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it didn't really, Korean food didn't really kind of, um, become something that I really enjoyed until I moved out to LA because the Korean food out in LA especially oh, in Korea town uh, other people's Korean food exactly yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you know um, Korea, the, the Korean food in LA is just yeah it's, 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 it's like in know, Korea yeah I mean yeah. some people in Korea you know they, they come out here and they, they, they say it's better than in Korea you know some of the food wow so then what's your favorite type of Korean food or what's your favorite Korean dish uh, my favorite Korean dish, if I had to choose, would probably either be, um, I mean, I just, I love Korean barbecue and everything that is yeah. involved. The whole, um, you know, you got the grill in front of you, you got the meats, you got all these side dishes, you're, you're, you're grilling and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're just kind of, it's kind of more interactive that way. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of Korean barbecue. Um, I also really love uh, a good, uh, you know, the good, like a, you know, the, uh, short rib soup. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, those would be those would be my two favorites for sure. Nice, nice. So you you made the switch from working in the tech world, entertainment world, into restaurant. How, like that seems like a total. It's a jump. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's scary for you, but describe that. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, my wife is she's she's the she's the artist behind the menu, and I kind of um, uh, I guess you can kind of say I. I, I basically helped her in, in some of the flavor profiles that we've developed. Um, but, uh, but she is, she's the one that's really kind of, uh, putting the, the menu together. Okay, um, the bowls and the burritos was something that, that we came up with and we, we were really challenged on how we could present that. And more importantly, how we could, uh, Put together a system to efficiently get people through the line and yeah. um, and you know be satisfied, be happy with what they're getting. Um, but yeah, you know that jump, um, it's it's a big jump. And we we started off with the cater orders, yeah. and uh, we were starting off with just catering at our church. Mm-hmm. It's a big church, yeah. Um, but it's 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 a great. Uh, environment to kind of explore. Ah, <laughs> Very so forgiving. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, we, we started there, and um, um, actually, no, actually, even before that, my wife started making kimbap for my parents. Oh, nice. And, and then my parents started sharing with their friends. They, and they approved were like, it. And like, yeah, <laughs> it was, they were like, "This is actually really good kimbap." And wow. I was never really a fan of kimbap. Um, I just, I just never really enjoyed kimbap. It was kind of like, oh, great kimbap. Yeah, it was kind of one of those like. If you got it, I'm like really hungry, I'll eat it. Yeah. But I was never one of those, you know, I'd never really craved kimbap. But then she started making kimbap and it was very clean, very fresh, and, and um, it, it just, there was something different about it. And um, I, I kind of had a whole new look on kimbap. On and, yeah. um, you know, I, I believe there there's a trend that's that kind of happened a couple years ago with kimbap. It started to, kind of cross over into just more than just Koreans. Um, you started seeing non-Koreans coming into some of the kimbap places in Koreatown. Um, there was more awareness of what kimbap was. 
Um, a lot of people. So with that, like, what if someone doesn't know what kimbap is? Is it yeah, similar sure. to sushi? Would you say or? Uh, it, What's the? It, it, it is. It looks like sushi. Like if you if you were to just look at it, it you would think oh, it's sushi because it is uh, white rice, steamed rice mm-hmm. that is wrapped in uh, in seaweed. Okay. And uh, there's there's mixed ingredients in there. Typically, it's uh, mixed vegetables, carrots, cucumbers, radish. Uh, the daikon radish is iconic to the kimbap uh, dish. Um, but um, we 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 kind of changed it up and put some some different ingredients in there. Uh, we do like a chicken kimbap, we do like a spicy pork kimbap. Um, we do the spam kimbap, which is not not different. It's a very traditional um, from way back in like the World War II days. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, we um, they they are they have a lot of similarities. The main difference between kimbap and sushi at the highest level is that the rice is prepped with sesame oil instead of vinegar. Okay. And um, uh, you know, if they're using tuna or at least the tuna that we're using, it's more like a tuna salad with mayo versus kind of like the Japanese raw tuna, and all the proteins are cooked. Got it. Um, so that would be the the two kind of main differences. And but they're rolled in seaweed and they're and they're sliced the same way, all, all hand rolled. And um, yeah, uh, you know, there's so a lot of people are starting to kind of take that become on. more aware, like oh, this is kimbap and this is sushi, and um, you know, so then that was kind of how we started playing around with the idea with like, okay, how can we start growing the kimbap? And that was the original idea of gogobop was to to just kind of contemporize the kimbap yeah. genre um, and, and kind of build more awareness to a non-Korean demographic. Great. Um, and, and then it just kind of unfolded into so all this extra, extra good Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so then... Is your wife's kimbap recipe? Is that is that where this is all? Yes, about? yes, it's all it's all here. Wow. Um, we you know we kind of played around with it. I really love the idea of doing um, a pulled pork, yeah, a deep fried pulled pork kimbap that's Ooh. wrapped in shoestring potatoes, and then we just Ooh. basically roll the kimbap, yeah, you know, obviously with the the deep fried pulled pork in there and some radish to kind of just that's add amazing. some acid to it pretty salty yeah and then we wrap it up in shoestring uh potatoes and then we deep fry it and then it comes out and it's just it's beautiful we slice it and it's just it's just it's it's beautiful taste it's great it's crunchy and then kind of you know it's just it's just got um great flavor to it it's just a lot of labor and it takes a long time and and it was just turning into this it was the knowledge transfer is uh, for us, the biggest challenge yeah. here so far is, is how do we transfer knowledge to the staff efficiently and make sure that the quality, consistency, all that yeah. stuff is, is there. It's a big challenge for us. We, we struggle with it on the main day, um, but it, we, we just had to pull it from the menu. Um, oh, so it was on there, but It now was it's on not. the menu, oh. yeah. Like if you notice on our menu behind the wall, you can yeah. see some black tape on some of the items. Oh. Um, that's, that's where the deep fried pulled pork uh, kimbap was. And uh, you know, it, it just it it photographs beautifully. Yeah. You know, it just it looks great, but it's just at the end of the day, it um, it just um, yeah, it just it, we just we just yeah. couldn't put it. I mean, one day we can yeah, get it there, totally. and um, but we just you know for now we just had to pull it. But um, it could be one of those off the menu kind of things. That's the same. Do y'all have a secret menu? Yeah, or? I mean, it's funny because it, this wasn't my idea. It was um, it was one of the customers who. Uh, 
uh, had called in one night. He was like, "Hey, can I can I do a kimchi fried rice burrito with pork belly?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "You know what? Let's let's do it." Yeah. So we I literally kind of kind of built the burrito over the phone, and then she was like, right down the road, she came in, picked it up. Um, parking here is kind of it's it's kind of a challenge. So yeah. she like called it in. She's like, "All right, I'm coming around the corner. I'm running real quick." And uh, and then and then she um she put it up on Yelp. Okay. And then a couple of people started coming in. They're like, "Hey." What's this? Uh, kind of like, oh yeah, we, and so that's kind of one of our um, off the menu kind of. Like, yeah, it's it's a little little bit of a combination of a, a kitchen order and and from the the front bar. Mm. Um, but I I love the idea of that because I yeah. think that really encapsulates what um, the Mexican Korean fusion thing is all about. Yeah, kimchi fried rice in a burrito with the pork belly oh. um, and the gochujang mayo sauce. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm curious, uh, so you, you know, you're working here, you're tired, and now you go home. What do you eat? <laughs> I don't eat. <laughs> you, you don't know, eat. I, you don't I, eat I, uh, when I started, I was about yeah. 165 pounds. Okay. I'm 153 now. Wow. So this yeah. is a good weight loss. This, this is a good weight loss program. Too. Okay, great. great. <laughs> I've up. had to change out my, my pants. Wow. And I need to, I need to uh, get a belt, I think, at this okay, point. Okay, okay. <laughs> Put that on my two Yeah, list. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, when we first opened, it was 16, 17 hour days. Yeah. Um, just crawling through the door at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's a blessing. And um, it's every day we come in and, um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. for people that it is for, that they really enjoy it and they, they really want to um, kind of, you know, be a part of this. Yeah. In, in, in a way where it's, it's supportive, um, it's it's rewarding, and, and, and you know I, I I couldn't be happier with the staff. The staff is um, I mean, they they're just great. They all work their hearts out, and um, um, you know uh, there's just um, uh, a, a really good sense of uh, community here, both with the staff and the customers. Um, you know, some people come in here and they're just kind of, it's just not for them. And, yeah. you know, that's just that's just kind of the nature of the business that we're in. Um, can't please everyone. Can't please yeah. everyone, yeah. Totally. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 definitely long hours, long days. You'll definitely lose weight. So yeah. if that's, if that's <laughs> something that, you know, you're looking to do, it will yeah. definitely happen. Open a restaurant and yeah. go through the long hours. <laughs> okay. When your day's off, if you do ever have a... Where are you going to eat? Are you staying at home most of the time? You know, we're, we, we go to, um, you know, we try to find places and just try to like see what they're doing. And, and my wife and I had, when we first were, uh, before we opened Gogo Bob, we wanted to observe restaurants and, and kind of get an idea, of kind of like, you know, a menu together, a system, yeah. you know, just kind of get some inspiration from what the restaurants that we really like. We would always go in and we like, get a list, 10 things we liked about that restaurant. You know, we would just go in and just say, okay, the first thing I would do is count how many employees we had. Um, and, and just and just kind of observe the, the, you know, the kind of the, the atmosphere, the, you know, just kind of the, I don't know, the energy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so even on your days off, you're still working kind of. Yeah, but <laughs> research. That's, that's, that's the best part. It, right? That's you the best part it. of this job is the, is the <laughs> quote unquote research. Yeah. Because you're going out, you're, you're, you're having some good food. Uh, like we just we just went to Panda Express yesterday, yeah. and Panda Express. I mean, 
I gotta say, I'm a fan. I mean, they've completely rebranded themselves. I used yeah. to work for them uh, okay, during yeah. grad school. I had to make money, and their system is just incredible. Yeah. How much they turn out in food—it's amazing. I went, so I went into a Panda yesterday. And I counted how many customers were there and, and how many employees they had. They had about thirty-five customers there and about twelve employees, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just like uh, you know where I, I wouldn't consider us kind of going in the panda direction but the, yeah. you know the, the spirit is there you know yeah. the fast casual the bar you know everything is there um, but uh, they've completely rebranded, rebranded themselves and, and um, I, I think um, I, you know my hat goes off to them I mean, they've, they've been at it for a while I've, I've kind of done some research on, on how they got started and, yeah. um, in, the, in the malls and as Panda Express they were a restaurant first and then they had an opportunity to get into a um, into a food court and a mall and um, it's it's just a fascinating story and um, but yeah on the days off that's that's kind of what we're doing we're we're going around town um, checking out places and uh, and then I, I play guitar oh okay there we go <laughs> and, and that is do you perform kinda, like uh, I do I you know I used to play in a band and then oh, um, yeah. and you know I actually just played last Saturday in okay, a bar cool. and like in Playa del Rey and um, you know I, I sit in with uh, with a couple other guys, great musicians, yeah. and it's just it, that's that's just uh, it's a great joy for me to just get out and play. Um, you know, I, it's it's something that um, uh, you know I will probably always do. Yeah, <laughs> so you're a restaurant owner by day, guitarist at night. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. you can say that. <laughs> oh, very cool. Um, so I want to go into one of the topics. I want to get your thoughts on. So Jonathan Gold, um, the food critic, he just published or LA Times published an article. Um, the article was titled Jonathan Gold's Top 10 LA Food Trend Predictions for 2018. And I thought this was um, great with what we're talking about with Korean food. So some of the top 10 items he listed was one, women in the kitchens being like the top chefs and whatnot. Number two, fermentation. Three, Israeli cooking, Asian desserts. And then number seven, they put everything is Korean now. Mm. And so he wrote a little description of what he means by that. So it says, Novelle French cuisine incorporated Japanese flavors and methods. What came to be known as fusion cooking depended a lot on flavors of Chinese cooking. Whatever modern vernacular cooking in Los Angeles can be called now, it seems to be relying a bit on traditional Korean tastes and techniques, from the sourness of homemade kimchi to the smack of the hot pepper paste gochujang, sweet savory soy sauce marinades to reconstituted roots and greens to the chewy, stinky glory of dried squid, you will find Korean influences thoroughly un-Korean restaurants this year, and you will be the happier for it. So I guess, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you agree? With- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I mean, whether, uh, you know, I, I'm not the guy to ask for about, about trends on, yeah. on, on, on a kind of level at that capacity, but uh, um, I, you know, I think culture, it kind of, um, it, it's kind of you know, um, how do I how do I say this? But, you know, when you when you start to uh, see food and culture in major feature films, mm. in, in in movies and stuff like that, and you start to see uh, Korean ingredients starting to kind of make its way into into those movies. Yeah. Um, that is a sign of, of kind of just a general awareness that's happening, and um, very true. Uh, you know, and then and then for the people who aren't aware of it, they 
tune into it, and then uh, some some may kind of take it to the next step and, and look into it. Mm-hmm. You know, so gochujang is, is is kind of you know that's um, one of those ingredients that is really kind of crossing over out of this, the Korean staple. Uh, you know, in terms of the menus that it's always in, and it's starting to kind of cross over into different kinds of uh, cuisines. You know, French cuisine, I guess, and yeah. that situation. Um, but a lot of um, chefs have an awareness of gochujang, and I think they're exploring with it because it's just got that that flavor. It's just it's got a very unique flavor to it. Um, and as far as the fermentation, kimchi, yeah. um, bibimbap is one of those things that has kind of like crossed over. Uh, and what I mean by crossing over, it's just it's no longer just within the Korean community. There's yeah. a there's a general awareness of it. It's still very small, but um, it's growing, and a lot of people. Um, know what bibimbap is, yeah. you know, in certain parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, uh, and what I what I mean by that is like not not just Koreans, non-Koreans. Um, yeah. You know, oh yeah, bibimbap. You know, and um, you know, there's there's um, you know the culture in terms of you know celebrities and, and movies. You're starting to see that dish in in, in like movies. Yeah. And when you when you see that as a Korean, when you see that you're like, wow. Bibimbap is on, yeah. you know. It's like it's it's just it's a it's it's an indicator that there is, uh, like I said, a general awareness. It's starting yeah. to grow, um, and I think that kind of that kind of supports the growth of um, the community, uh, the community, yeah. and and the, the culture and the, the dish, the cuisine, kind of growing outside of the Korean community. Yeah, the, the, I would say. There's something very similar that I have going on with Lao food too. So as a Lao American, um, there were recently um, James, Chef James Sidewood's book just came out um, called, was it, Hawker's Fair. And so he's pretty much one of the leaders taking uh, control of leading the way for Lao food. And he one of his mentors is Anthony Bourdain. So his book is right under um, Anthony Bourdain's uh, publications. So having that kind of as the, 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 the person to show the public that non-Lao people that this is a food that you should be trying and that it's worth giving a try and then people are like discovering it or like, sure. wow, what's this? And, and finally shed light on um, underrepresented Yeah, foods. there's a, there's always a like kind of, I guess, uh, in a marketing world, there's the influencers, yeah, yeah. right? And those are the people that are gonna kind of take that yeah. piece of knowledge and then take it to the next step and actually go out and try it, yeah. you know? And then, and then they kind of share that and then with you know with, with social media and the internet i mean the the growth just kind of yeah exactly it's um uh, but yeah i mean to kind of sum up that question yeah i absolutely agree with with what you just read yeah korean food new trend or the <laughs> continuing trend i would say yeah it's it's interesting yeah um okay so i want to see let's see get a recommendation from you for new customers that will come in um, outside of maybe this bowl that I'm trying what other things would you recommend for new customers to try something that's um, probably just doesn't make any sense okay. it's totally off-brand um, but you know uh, it's uh, you know it, it's great um, it, the, the soda fries soda fries okay soda please fries. describe what is that it's just it's just french fries um, nacho cheese, okay, and carne asada, nice, and uh, uh, pico de gallo, guacamole, shredded, uh, uh, you know, Monterey Jack cheddar, 
and then uh, and then we put a little sour cream on top, and uh, people come in and they and they love that, um, and it's 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 you know, it's everyone all walks of life. But like we try to, you know, we try to kind of figure out all right what you know because we do get some Korean people in here and they they stick kind of like to the Korean side. Yeah. Like we have tteokbokki and kimchi fried rice, you know, uh, ramen, uh, you know, they they they, they stick to that. And then, yeah. And then you know we have non-Koreans that come in and, and they kind of like kind of explore, but they kind of you know they they'll go to the asada prize and and they love that. Um, so uh, you know we kind of do the fusion thing, but we also kind of have uh, a separate a separate, separate kind of uh, you know <laughs> it's it's not fusion. You yeah, know, the menu yeah um, may you know kind of present it as fusion, but duck uh, there's there's nothing that we're fusing there. It's 100% Korean. I'm curious, um, with your past customers from the church, do they come in too? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, a couple were in here tonight, um, but yeah, they come by, and, um, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, a tremendous amount of support um, from from them, and um, it's, like I said, it's been, it's just been a blessing, the the support that we've had from friends, family, the community here, um, you know, customers who've now become friends, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I can't be more grateful. Yeah. yeah. So, how, what would you like to see from GoGoBop within a year? Or what, what do you hope to see? I mean, I would love to see um, uh, us just taking kind of more of a, uh, a role in the community and doing food drives nice. and, and uh, really. Um, uh, from a staff point of view, develop a program where we are you know, creating leaders so that um, every employee that works here, I tell them that you know, when you're talking to a customer, like this is your restaurant, yeah. you know, um, and I, you know, I, what can I, for me personally, I'm, what can I do to help you to make your job easier, to make customers uh, have a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, a year from now, um, you know, I hope. We have a new menu board. <laughs> An updated one. I've been procrastinating yeah, yeah. on that for way okay. too long. But yeah, um, you know, uh, an easier way for customers to, to understand yeah. the systems. It is it is a bit confusing. And again, I apologize for that. But yeah, um, um, I think you know the possibility of having a proof of concept developed and where we can explore multiple locations. Right on. Um, you know, uh, I think that's the dream. Really, is to be able to, um, you know, have the proof of concept, uh, really button up the system, and then, um, uh, you know, explore another location. That's great. So before we end, I want to uh, let you give you an opportunity to tell, like, so I know you all serve food, of course. You do catering too. I think I saw. Yes. So what are the other things can people come? Can people rent out this for parties? Like yeah, actually, uh, this Wednesday there's um, you know there, it's it's since we're kind of in this kind of like business epicenter of, uh, yeah. of schools businesses, um, a lot of people do company launches, and, um, so there is um, there is a school that's actually going to have their their staff lunch here uh, on Wednesday, so um, you know they're going to occupy. You know, one half of the room, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's good for them because they can just come in there and they usually do something from from the bar. Yeah. And there's usually 
something for everyone here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, you know, they can kind of create their own bowl, a burrito, or do a salad, or get something from the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and we have way too many drink options here. <laughs> we have, you know, fridge over there. We have, uh, you know, the craft grove thing yeah. going over there. And then we have the, the soda fountain over here. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's something that we're doing. We're also um, starting this week, we're going to um, start doing uh, uh, pickup orders or takeout where you can purchase your lunch online, come right. in and just find your lunch. We'll have it sitting um, in a rack over there in the front. Mm-hmm. Find your name, find your the item that you order, oh, wow. just grab it and then go. Smart. So you paid for it already. Um, a lot of people here, they have very limited time for lunch. so. Um, Hope, you know, hope that's a, a convenience for them. Great, great. Um, so, how do people contact you or want to learn more about Google Bob and what you're doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can follow us on the, the you know uh, Instagram, Facebook. It's just uh, at the Google Bob. And um, uh, you know, as far I'm here pretty much all the time. I'm just ask for Steve. But um, you know, on, on an email level, you can go to our website, and that just goes right to our, our email. There's a there's a little um, uh, message. Uh, you know, if you want to send me a message, um, then that's that's another way you can reach out to me. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank and you. That's Steve. just gogobob.com. Oh, oh, gogobob.com also. Okay, uh, I definitely suggest everyone to follow. Um, thank you again uh, for coming on my podcast and really telling me about your story and gogobob. Thanks really for having me. Yeah. Um, so for listeners, please check out Go Go Bop. Until next time, you're listening to Fresh Off The Plate.